Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We received a lot of emails yesterday, specifically while we were speaking with Dr. Isaac Bogosh, infectious diseases specialist, a doctor from Toronto General Hospital and the University of Toronto professor. I don't think he ever sleeps. Um, I, I see you everywhere, Dr. Bogosh. I hear you everywhere, and thanks for coming back on the show today. Yeah, not a problem. I think that's, uh, there's a lot of us right now that are putting in some uh, long hours with uh, you know, some clinical work, some research work, some administrative work, and just trying to get the message out. So uh, big team effort here from coast to coast, and I'm glad everyone's rolling up their sleeves to do the right thing. And it really helps to hear from you and hear from medical experts explain to us, the layperson, what we need to know, because we have more questions than we have answers. The medical profession has more questions than they have answers. So where does that leave us? That leaves us, fortunately, with access to you. Now, when you were on the air with us yesterday, we talked about the issue of the coronavirus. We also took calls from from listeners, callers across the country. But there were many emails that came in that I didn't have a chance to get to and ask you about. So I have a number of them set aside, and I'd like to run them by you. Uh, this is the first one uh, from a listener who wanted to remain anonymous. I'll just read what he wrote. Is the virus a one and done? Do you get basic immunity from surviving an infection? If community transmission becomes the norm, how does a 14-day isolation work? The community will not all be on the same isolation pattern. Yeah, great question. I think there's a couple of different points in that question, but the key point there is most of us believe that once you have this infection, and recover from this infection, you are going to be immune to getting this infection again, at least for the foreseeable future, at least throughout the course of this pandemic. There's growing data to support this. Of course, that isn't a quote-unquote solved issue, but most of us in the field believe that to be true. Uh, So I think that's extremely important. And we can actually harness this data because you can do certain blood tests soon that will become available. They're not ready yet, but they're going to be available soon that will answer the question, have you had this infection, yes or no? And you can imagine if you had, for example, healthcare providers that were all infected and then recovered, you'd preferentially put those people to work, especially caring for people with this infection, because they're not going to get it again and, and they'll be protected. So, you know, this is, uh, this is something that's extremely important that we're learning more about every day. And his question, if community transmission becomes the norm, how does a 14-day isolation work? So community transmission is the norm right now. In fact, most cases that we're going to be seeing moving forward are going to be locally acquired in the community. So those people who are infected with the virus uh, should stay home for a 14-day period of time if they're well enough to recover at home. And the reason they should do that is that way they're not transmitting the infection to other people in the community. And, of course, the whole point here is to protect the more vulnerable Uh, people amongst us, which are the elderly and people with uh, impaired immune systems or with other medical problems. We have to do everything we can to prevent those vulnerable populations from getting this infection because we know that they will get sicker and the probability, sadly, of death is higher in those people. So if you're infected, you stay home. 
you, if you're well enough to be home, you stay home and you try your very best to uh, prevent uh, yourself from infecting other people with this. An email from Carmen. If someone is infected with COVID-19 and is self-isolating, is the health system clearing them with two negative tests after 14 days? Oh, that's a great question because there has been some heterogeneity in the different provinces. And I know that was being done up front in Ontario as well as in many, perhaps in many other provinces. But now I think many places are not doing that. And in fact, I think many places now are saying uh, you should stay at home for X number of days. And I'm hesitant to tell you what that X is because it may be different in many jurisdictions. I've been, that's been a bit of a sore spot for me, actually, because when we're talking about the number of people that have recovered from this or what we're doing with people who are infected, I would like to see more uh, clarity and transparency and actually, uh, uh, you know, more coordination uh, to, to really synergize this across or standardize this across the board, because it does appear that different places may be doing different things. They may all be right things, but it would be nice to have some standardization about our Canadian approach to this. Barb sends this email for you, Dr. Bogosh. If someone openly sneezes in a supermarket and I unknowingly walk into the area of the sneeze a few minutes later, can I inhale the virus? So great question. The answer is extremely unlikely. We know that uh, this is two ways people can get this. One is through what we call droplets and the other is through contact. The sneeze, for sure, if someone has this virus and coughs and sneezes, you know, it sounds disgusting, but like right in your face. Uh, yeah, of course you can get this infection. But these are big, heavy particles. These fall to the surface quickly. They fall to the ground and to surfaces around people very quickly. They do not float around in the air for a long period of time. Uh, and and they, 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 so they fall to surfaces around and in a very short distance, you know, usually a couple of feet radius around the individual who's coughing or sneezing. So the real thing to be careful would be if this was, you know, on a door handle or on, a, you know, some display case or something like that in the supermarket, and then you touch that area because the virus can live on surfaces for, you know, anywhere from two hours to two days. So if it touched, if you touched an area with the virus on it, and then, of course, rubbed your eyes, rubbed your nose, put your hand in your mouth for whatever reason, you could get it that way. That's far more likely than actually getting it from someone coughing or sneezing in your face, which, you know, is obviously disgusting and rude, and we should be coughing and sneezing into our arms. Uh, Ed has this question for you. Do we have enough ventilators and PPE, personal protection equipment, to withstand the upcoming wave of people that will need them? So that's the million-dollar question. And, you know, if it's really up to us. I mean, the ball is in our court. We all know what to do. We've all heard the term flatten the curve about 8 trillion times. We've heard every public health and medical leader across the country tell us physically distance ourselves, stay at home if we're sick, separate. You know, we know what to do. Uh, and, you know, if we adhere to those guidelines across the board, I think our healthcare system will have the capacity to manage cases. If we don't adhere to that, we're really shooting ourselves in the foot. And we will be in a sad situation where we will have to make some challenging decisions in terms of who can get care and who doesn't, like we're seeing really close to home in New York City right now. So that, so the answer is yes, we, we certainly do have the capacity to manage the upcoming wave, but it, we only have the capacity to do this if every Canadian adheres to what we're supposed to do. If we don't do it, it's gonna be a much rougher ride. 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.